Welcome to the latest episode of APPA's Public Power Now podcast. I'm Paul Schimpoli, News Director at APPA. We're joined today by Kelly Speaks Backman, Principal Deputy Assistant Secretary for the Office of Energy Efficiency and Renewable Energy and Acting Assistant Secretary at the U.S. Department of Energy. Prior to appointment at the DOE, Kelly was CEO of the Energy Storage Association. Kelly, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me here today, Paul. Great. So, um, Kelly, just to kind of get uh, get going with my first question, um, for listeners of this podcast who may not be familiar with um, the Office of Energy Efficiency and Renewable Energy, can you provide an overview of the office? Sure. Well, well, first of all, I'll start off with an acronym. I promise not to use too many of them, but it's way easier than saying energy efficiency and renewable energy every time. So we call ourselves the EERE office of the Department of Energy, and and we're one um, we're one of um, many offices within the U.S. Department of Energy, and we have eleven offices among three pillars within our within our section. Those pillars are energy efficiency, renewable energy and also sustainable transportation. Um, A little bit about our mission at EERE, Um, it's to drive the research, the development, the demonstration and the deployment of innovative technologies, the systems and the practices that are going to number one, transition Americans to a 100% clean energy economy no later than 2050, and number two, make sure that that clean energy economy benefits all Americans. Well, thanks for the switch over to ac- the acronym. I appreciate that. Um, so I don't have to say that every time. Um, so uh, just kind of in terms of your own priorities, um, could you describe um, what those uh, what priorities you've set for yourself as pr- principal deputy assistant secretary um, for the office of EERE? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, well, first, first off, we're about 114 days in, and we really began um, looking internally to the office and how we were standing up, and, and we set some internal priorities across EERE, really to operationalize the administration's vision. Um, but then we also set some programmatic priorities to help guide our research and our development deployment Um, in order to get us on that path to 100% clean uh, energy economy. On the operational or internal priorities, really, it was to focus on the people, the policies and the programs, the processes, making sure we're more efficient in everything we do, and performance, making sure that we measure the success of what we do. Um, But I would like to talk a little bit about the programmatic priorities. We uh, took on sort of... um, quite an uh, an overarching uh, set of programmatic priorities um, to approach the climate emergency in a little bit of a different way. We established program, program priorities um, based on sectors rather than just specific technologies. So our five programmatic priorities are to decarbonize the electric grid, decarbonize the transportation sector, decarbonize energy intense industry, reduce the carbon footprint of buildings, and decarbonize the agricultural sector, especially as it relates to energy and water nexus. Each of these priorities is focused on a sector instead of a technology because that leads to collaboration. We're really looking at uh, how do we implement and how do we deploy these technologies together to optimize really the operation of these clean energy technologies. So we work with the labs and other federal agencies to make sure we can uh, really meet those objectives. Um, so, as you know, there's been an abundance of, of news um, from the Biden administration as it relates to um, uh, energy, environmental and, and power related um, initiatives and proposals and targets. 
And uh, obviously, one of those is, is President Biden wants to create a uh, carbon emissions-free power sector by 2035 and a net-zero emissions economy uh, by no later than 2050. Yeah. Um, so so wanted to know if you could detail what the role will be for the DOE and ERE in particular um, related to achieving those goals. I would really love it. So uh, maybe if we can, if you don't mind, I'd love to talk a little bit more in depth about each of the each of the priorities that we have. Um, the first, as you mentioned, the, the uh, decarbonizing the grid by uh, 2035. Um, we think it's the fastest and most cost-effective way to decarbonizing the whole economy. First, prioritize that trans transition to a carbon-free power sector. Uh, we need to integrate more renewable energy generation onto the grid, but we also have to make sure that it's reliable, that it's secure, and that it's resilient. And to do this, we need to start working now to accelerate the deployment of existing resources that we know are cost-effective today and prepare to scale that up nationwide. On the second priority um, on uh, decarbonizing transportation, we're, that's really to look across all modes. So we're looking at air, sea, rail, and road. Um, our goals in, for there include encouraging light duty vehicle sales to be electric vehicles um, by meeting the nation's sustainable aviation fuel needs by 2050 uh, and enabling commercially viable hydrogen fuel cells for long-haul heavy-duty trucks by 2030. On that third priority I talked about, the energy-intense industry, really, we're looking to actually decarbonize the industrial sector by 50% by 2035 compared to a 2020 baseline. And, you know, that's because industrial processes, they contribute as much as 20% today of the nation's carbon emissions. So we're developing specific roadmaps to guide our research and development activities across the department, really to reduce the greenhouse gas emissions from the operations of energy intense industries, as well as to support industrial processes to reduce the carbon emissions of other sectors. And then priority four, on the footprint of buildings, I'm sure um, uh, lots of folks are, are familiar with that. Really, we're looking to make advances in, um, in, in, in building technologies while we're still maintaining or even improving the affordability, the comfort, and the performance of buildings. So this priority for reducing the carbon footprint of buildings is going to be accomplished through three routes. One is by decarbonizing the power grid. As I mentioned earlier, it really kind of taking the carbon out of the power that's coming into these buildings. Second, by electrifying a significant share of building end uses that currently use fossil fuels like space and water heating and things like that. And then third, by really significantly improving the efficiency and the grid interactivity of buildings and equipment, including heating and lighting systems, including building controls, uh, distributed energy resources, and really the whole building envelope, making sure that the efficiency technologies are there. And then Great. fifth, decarbonizing the ag uh, agriculture sector. That's kind of really exciting and a little bit new uh, for us as a focus um, where we're really trying to look at reach our clean energy goals in the in the ag, ag sector because it represents almost 10% of the nation's carbon emissions. So we have a lot of RD&D uh, investments that are going to help drive cleaner agriculture sector while achieving our decarbonization goals. And, and we're doing work in the development of biofuels, we're looking to improve the efficiency of off-road 
agricultural vehicles. We're looking at on-site production of animal waste to clean energy. And we're looking at better prediction of water flow to design more water and energy efficient irrigation systems. So as you can see, those sort of sector works really force, uh, force us to work across the various technology offices to meet our goals. Um, and, and, and kind of just drilling down further in terms of um, ERE and um, areas of responsibility, are there any specific um, projects that you'd like to highlight um, that the office is currently involved with? Oh, yeah, there is a lot of projects. I'm uh, at, at about 114 days in. I'm learning a lot about all the really cool work. So um, let's take uh, energy efficiency first. We have this um work called the, the Connected Communities. It's within our building technologies office. And, and that funding, um, we actually just sent out another funding opportunity announcement for it. It's a great example of how DOE supports work across the spectrum from lab uh, to benchmarking. So um, on, that, on that point, what, what we're trying to get at is the 125 million homes and commercial buildings that currently use about 40% of U.S. energy, about 74% of total electricity. And it accounts for the, for the a great majority of the peak electricity demand in the United States. And so if we have buildings with more advanced integrated or connected systems, if you will, um, that'll allow groups of buildings to join forces and to provide collective benefits at scale that really not only improve their own resilience and affordability and energy efficiency and environmental performance, but really if we can connect these buildings, then we can rapidly transform the power system as well by providing more demand flexibility and reducing overall energy demand. So that's a really cool project that we're working on. If you don't mind, I'd love to do one more, and that's uh, really working to looking at the uh, workforce, the industrial assessment centers work that we do. Um, recently, Sec Secretary Granholm announced that our advanced manufacturing office would provide funding opportunity up to $52.5 million for our industrial assessment centers. And what this does is it helps small and medium-sized manufacturers and wastewater treatment plant uh, facilities improve their efficiency, save money, reduce the carbon footprint, all that good stuff. And they do it by engaging undergrad and grad students at universities to, to provide free assessments to these small and medium businesses that wouldn't otherwise be able to afford it, right? So EERE's investment prepares not only a future clean energy workforce to meet the growing urgency of the climate crisis, but it also helps to save money for small and medium businesses that might especially be struggling having gone through now more than a year of the COVID crisis and the economic downturn. You know, given given the fit challenges that we've been facing, this this next cohort of the industrial in assessment centers that we've got going on is going to place particular emphasis on specific recommendations to help manufacturers to reduce their carbon footprint, to improve the resilience in the face of unexpected events like extreme weather, and really focus on how we can reach out to another set of students and education and workforce, um, uh, I would say a broader set, to really bring these benefits to all Americans. And so, okay, great. And and you you obviously you just mentioned uh, energy efficiency uh, in your last response. Um, and the U.S. has made a lot of gains in terms of energy efficiency in uh, recent decades. Um, any further thoughts in terms of areas of remaining um, untapped potential for energy efficiency in the country? 
Oh my gosh, there's so so much uh, untapped potential for efficiency. Uh, talking about in decarbonizing the industrial sector, uh, we talked about a little bit of efficiency of that because uh, they have 20% of the nation's carbon emissions. But also we're developing roadmaps to guide research and development to really further move that down. And so we have uh, ways, we, we have um, uh, projects to electrify industrial processes, to use um, uh, technologies such as renewable resources like uh, solar thermal to really bring um, uh, power, uh, is uh, firm, 100% clean power to these uh, areas. And then also using hydrogen to decarbonize industries like steel to help um, capture and use emissions and vastly improve, of course, the efficiency of the buildings. Um, another one that we do that I just really loved um, talking about because we have the Better Buildings, uh, uh, Better Buildings Summit on uh, May 7th, starting May 17th through 19th is uh, the Better Buildings Initiative and the Better Plants Initiative, really. And on the Better Plants Initiative, that's where DOE works with partners who are actually leading the way to meet ambitious energy, water, and waste reduction goals and share their stories and share their uh, best practices. And so there's a lot of really good work done in partnership with industry to, to get there. Thanks so much for your time today, Kelly. We really, really appreciate it. Um, it's been a great conversation, and given that you're you're still kind of settling in your role and all of the uh, myriad number of activities that are going on with EERE, we'd love to have you back at some point, maybe later this year, to kind of get an update on, on various activities that are going on with your office. I would absolutely love to come back and report back on the progress. The metrics are a really important part of measuring whether we're impacting and how, how we're impacting and who we're impacting. Uh, across the United States. So thanks for the thanks for the time today and would really appreciate a chance to come back. All right, great. Thanks again.